0: Welcome back, everybody, as we get going here on, as you just heard, a very special edition of Sports Talk Live coming your way on this Monday from our Monday home, Border City L House. 1506, Lee Trevino, getting you ready for Monday night football, Tampa, New Orleans tonight. Not exactly the kind of game with great records, Adrian, but – We've seen games like this already this year where just because you might not have a 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two mark doesn't mean you can't put together a pretty good football game.
1: Hey, uh, this is a significant football game. I'll, I'll be at that, Steve. This is one of those that en- could end up deciding the division. I mean, I, yep. I'll tell you this, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they're leading the division at 5-6, and 5-6 and six isn't anything special. And for New Orleans, they definitely want to get their season on the right track. Maybe they do it tonight.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm with you on that one. Anyway, that's coming up here tonight. We're going to have some terrific prizes we'll tell you about in a little bit from our friends at uh, All That Music and Video located at the Fountains of Farah just below the Best Buy parking lot. They've got some great stuff, uh, as they always do. We also have uh, four packs of Rhinos tickets and a couple of pair of uh, Winterfest tickets for skate pass vouchers. Good through January the 1st, the convention center. So that is also very, very cool. If you want to go check out uh, the rink at Winterfest, sponsored by Chick-fil-A, we can help you out with that. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out there tonight for uh, what should be a fun uh, fun Monday night game. Boy, where do we start in this particular show? Doesn't it seem like uh, we've got so many different ways we can go, whether it was the Cowboys last night and... How impressive uh, they looked. UTEP's final tune-up Saturday afternoon and some takeaways from that. Um, the World Cup and and what happened with the U.S. Uh, over the weekend against the Netherlands and how that ended up. You talked about Trey Turner's deal with Philadelphia and the shockwaves that's sending through the baseball world. Uh, and then what happened a few hours ago which was a, uh, just a, a tweet by Dennis Dodd that happened to mention Jim Center, and that's been the talk of the uh, local sports world here the last few hours.
1: Yeah, Steve, uh, it's a per usual Monday, so we have so much to talk about here on this show. Today is uh, just like all the other uh, great Mondays out there, and man, there is so much to talk about. Where, where do we even begin? I, maybe we start with the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, which was also yep. announced yesterday.
0: Absolutely right. Uh, let's begin with that, because I think it's a terrific matchup. Um I was on the queue this morning and we talked about, you know, El Paso always getting um you know ripped on on social media from people talking about why they don't want to come to El Paso. Look, I couldn't care less about what people say about this game out of town. All I care about is the fact that this game is still going on in town and that El Paso in support the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl game year in, year out. We got another great matchup. Another great matchup with UCLA and um, and Pitt. Now, we already heard the news today that Pitt's quarterback is going to enter the transfer portal and is not going to play. Well, I got news for you. Same thing goes for North Carolina State's quarterback. Same thing goes for Florida's quarterback. Same thing goes for Clemson's quarterback. Same thing's going for Oklahoma State's quarterback. The same thing is going to Ohio State's best receiver, Jackson Smith-Najigba. Adrian, the sad part is, is that if it's not the transfer portal, it's the NFL draft. And unfortunately, this is the reality of sports today, is teams that go through 12 weeks in the college football season, will it's, it's rare that their stars will still be there for their bowl games because they're probably going to go into the transfer portal and try someplace
1: else. Yeah, and and you know, there's really no changing this. This is not something that's going to change tomorrow. This isn't something that's going to change next year. I just wish there was a, a better date for this to happen, Steve. I wish there were, you know, right after the season ends, after the college football playoff uh, championship weekend. There's already players entering the portal. I wish, I wish they waited until after the college football playoff itself for the portal to open up because there's no reason why the pick quarterback should have hit the portal uh, Keaton Slovis um, you know he's somebody who is already replaced by Phil Yurkovich who was the Boston College yep. quarterback last year he's now he headed into the portal and he is reportedly going to Pitt obviously not going to be playing for this game but it just tells you that for Pitt they're going to come into this one shorthanded without their quarterback who led him all year long and if uh, if it's not just us here calling him out for it it's fans and it's his, his teammates his teammates took to Twitter today Steve and they were really upset about Slovis entering the portal and not honoring his, uh, his commitment by playing in the Sun Bowl uh, coming up here later this month.
0: I know, I know, but, but that's but again, that's the norm. Anthony Richardson did that with Florida. Same exact thing, same exact thing. Clemson's young quarterback gets benched and enters the portal. How about that?
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, nowadays, it's uh, it's quarterbacks who have to protect their own brand. And the sad thing about this, Steve, is we're out here blaming the players. And sometimes it's not even the players themselves. It's the people that they have around them. And that's also really unfortunate. The fact that college football is now governed by people who want their, uh, their people to make it into the NFL, as weird as that sounds. I mean, uh, if you have handlers out there, family members who want you to have the playing time and get mad when you don't get the playing time that what are we doing here that's all about football and now nowadays we're starting to see more of a short shelf life on these uh, NFL quarterbacks if you get out of the league who's going to want you out, out after that Steve I'm with you I'm with you and the truth is is that this is
0: sadly enough this is now the norm and you know it used to be the norm was the best players opting out of their bowl games to just get ready for the NFL draft now it's the best players just going into the portal every year
1: that's a shame. I mean, it does is the bowl game nowadays devalued to a whole other measure. Like is is a bowl game now a glorified freshman sophomore game because it seems like if you're a junior or senior or if anybody hits the portal, you're not playing. And I, that's really unfortunate right there. It is. It is. Um I don't know. It would be funny if Yurkovic was quarterbacking
0: Pittsburgh in this game. That's what they should do. If, 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 a, if a quarterback decides to commit to the university, why not give him a month to get ready and throw him right into the starting lineup? How great would that be if uh, Phil Yurkovic was quarterbacking Pitt against uh, UCLA?
1: Yeah, I would like that. Or, and then same, you, you could leave the door open for like a college football senior who just finished his uh, senior campaign, promote him up, uh, let him learn the offense in a month, and, and have him out there for a bowl game. Why not?
0: I know. No, I'm with you on that one. And by the way, Slovis, I mean, he's really interesting because he played three seasons at USC, transfers to Pitt, and one year, that's all he gave him, one year, and he's going someplace else. I mean, I don't know. It's – I just – I feel as if, unfortunately, you know, players, not only do they have all the leverage right now, but players are ultimately – I mean (sighs) – I get the idea that they should have the power to do what they want, but it's coming at the expense of the team, the fans, and the sport. And that's where it's getting to me where it's just it's too out of hand right now. It's too out of hand. And I don't know. maybe Maybe people are offering Slovis more money someplace else, and he's taking the pay. That's probably what he's doing, right? Why would you leave a good spot like Pitt Uh, to go someplace else unless somebody's offering you more money than Pitt will
1: offer you. Yeah, that's a really good point. I would also say this. Maybe it was mutual, Steve, where you had Pitt on their side thinking, hey, their offensive coordinator, Frank uh, Signetti, he probably wanted Yurkovich to come over from uh, Mm -hmm. Boston College. That's somebody who was his uh, former player as he was their offensive coordinator out of Boston College. And by the way, it's not exactly like Slovis has been tearing it up this year. Ten touchdowns, nine
0: interceptions – And a completion rate of 58% is not exactly, um, you know, catching the world by fire. So, if anything, this was by far, uh, you know, he has not been as good since his freshman year when he threw for 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. So, this this was a subpar season for him. But, you know what? You're still spending the whole season with your team, and now you're just leaving them. That is welcome to college sports. 2022 this is what it is right now this is the new norm around uh, college athletics and i'm assuming pitt's gonna probably end up turning their uh their uh, team over to uh nate yarnell um in this game although i don't know there's three quarterbacks maybe Yarnell is the one guy that gets the first shot he's a, fr- a 6'6 freshman from austin who um it was nine out of 12 for 179 yards and a touchdown it's either going to be him or nick patty the senior from Hillsdale, New Jersey, who uh, didn't play either. Uh, He's been very, you know, sparingly. So, you know, he's injured too. So maybe with Patty Hurt and Slovis out, maybe they go with the freshman and give him the chance against UCLA and throw, uh, you know, and throw Nate Yarnell out there.
1: Yeah, and it might not even matter, Steve. I was just kind of looking over the Pitt offense today, writing my uh, five early takeaways, five early thoughts and preview uh, to this game. When you look at their run game right now, they have a running back yep. uh, who rushes for over 1,400 yards this year and has 20 touchdowns that he's racked up. So might not matter what they do in the passing game if they're able to run the ball yep. effectively. I think uh, the Bruins of UCLA, they'd probably echo those same sentiments. Israel
0: Abanaconda has been amazing. You're right. 1,400 yards, 20 touchdowns on the ground. That's phenomenal. Uh, But they do have a 1,000-yard receiver in Jared Wayne, who's been really good, Um, five touchdowns, 1,000 yards receiving. So they got a couple of other playmakers on there. But, again, this is the norm, and it's not just in this game. It's any game. So, you know, what can you do? Um, You just got to, unfortunately, until there's more – I don't even know if there's ever going to be legislation to try to uh, turn this into a better situation or if this is just what we have to get used to now. You know, This could be what, uh, what, what college sports just turns into every year. That's why coaching is going to be different now than it's been in years past because you have to assume you're going to have a new group year after year. That's just how it is.
1: That's right, and another thing that has to be mentioned is when it comes to these bowl games. Uh, unfortunately, they're the ones that take the burden of all this blow. People want to be the first in the portal, the first on another team, the first option for another coach out there who's looking for another player in the portal. So it's a it's kind of a rush to actually get into the portal, and that's something that we should not incentivize out there in college sports. In fact, we should be putting some kind of a. I really think that we should be putting some kind of a, a timeline as far as when the portal actually opens I'm with you like opening after uh
0: after bowl season
1: exactly yeah or after the college football playoff itself
0: yeah there you go that wouldn't be so bad I'd be okay with that um that would be fine but you know this is um for El Paso wins I'm excited about Pitt UCLA whoever comes and plays that's fine I mean it's still going to be you know the 18th ranked team in the country And, you know, you look at UCLA and what they were able to do, terrific, um, all year long. But the only question is, who do we know for sure that's going to play for UCLA in this game?
1: That's yeah, a really good point as well. I mean, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, uh, their running back, and uh, Zach, uh, I, I don't even know how to say his last name, but he, those two guys are standout, standouts for that UCLA team. They love to run the ball. They love to throw the ball as well. If they don't have Dorian Thompson-Robinson, that would be a shame, but uh, that was leading the L.A. Times today when it came to UCLA football. Will those guys play when it comes to this uh, Sun Bowl on December 30th?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's Charbonnet or, or how you pronounce that name, That's but right, he's got yeah. 1,300 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's been terrific absolutely terrific so all right quarter past as we get going on the show anyway um we've got a lot to cover our phone lines open for business 505-6009 that gets you into the show 505-6009 on sports talk we're live at border city el house let's go to charlie one get traffic update number one as we spend the next three hours with you here till seven o'clock on 600 espn el paso Back here on Sports Talk, back live, Border City Alehouse, 1506 Lee Trevino. We've got some great DVDs from all that music and video. For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner, he got game as well. Plus posters of Michael Jordan, Um, the Air Jordans, which is also cool, and a cool Lakers poster. And then we've got a couple of uh, terrific-looking mugs from the City of El Paso Environmental Services Department, the ESD, that we're going to be giving out as well, along with an ESD blanket. Some really cool prizes here tonight for Monday Night Football. All right, let's go to the phones. 20 past. Can't wait for these two calls. You probably can guess who's on the lines, too. Victor is first up today. Uh, Victor, have you booked your airfare to Detroit yet? Oh, not yet,
2: Uh, Steve-O. Not yet. I don't know if I'll be... Able to go or not, I, you know, there's always TV and there's always my good friend Chuck Nixon and Corey Lucas to listen to on the radio, you know. But I really would love to go. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I am just blessed. I mean, it's like the Christmas gifts keep keep coming, keep paying their dividends. You know, the Aggies get the bull win. We get a a route and a half over Valparaiso, albeit. I'll, I'll over a lower-level team, obviously. Yep. And then my Cowboys slammed the brakes on the Colts. Next week, I, I heard that we're 15. Opening line is 15 and a half over the Texans on, sun, on Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I little the coffee. That's okay. Uh, no worries. Um, I'm hoping hopefully we can at least get 60 over the texans what do you think steve
0: um are they going to get 60 but the way this team just got done with the colts i think things are looking pretty good for them right now they just keep flying in that's for sure it gets better and better every week it seems like man i'll tell you you know yep. well
2: i think honestly i don't know if you and adrian agree with me but i think the only buddy the only team from the nfc that can stop us by, from getting to the super bowl the eagles I honestly really think
0: that.
1: You know, it's interesting, right, because I would I would think that it's the Eagles right now out of the NFC. Um, maybe it's the Cowboys, but it just feels like there's that third team that's lingering behind all the darkness. Uh, I don't know who that team will be or if that team will emerge uh, when it comes to the playoffs, but the Cowboys are in a good place right now, and if uh, th- if I was a Cowboy fan, I would just keep continue to remind myself that, that they're in a good place. The schedule looks very favorable to close out the year, and with that defense, anything is possible here in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Yep. good way to look at it.
1: And the and the Eagles
0: have three tough ones on the road. Well, actually, two tough ones. They have that the Giants and the Cowboys over the next three weeks. In between that, they got to go to Chicago and play the Bears. So I think we'll learn a little bit more about the Eagles based on this road trip coming up.
1: I agree. I also feel like this uh, pass win for the Eagles that was kind of a statement victory. People had a little concerns over them in the past couple of weeks, uh, but they uh, shushed all those concerns out there with yep. an awesome performance against the Titans.
0: How'd you like that? Uh, appreciate the call, Victor. How'd you like that red, white, and blue stripe on the Cowboys helmet last night? You know,
1: a lot of people were giving it hate. I still like it. I'm I'm a fan of the red, white, and blue stripe. Uh, I'm a fan of just trying things different when it comes to your uniforms. And uh, for the Cowboys, who don't really alter too much on it, I, I'm a fan. Are you a fan, or are you you one of the people who didn't like it?
0: It's the same look they had in '76 for the and uh, you know for our. Uh, the 200th uh, anniversary of our country. It's what it was. Really? It's Not like this, okay. is, not like this is new. This was something they did back in '76, and they just brought it back for uh, for yesterday's game. So yeah, I mean, that's why I'm surprised people people didn't people just not realize that this thing was uh, was done already, and they were just kind of. Going back to those days?
1: Yeah, in fact, we talked about this maybe over the off season when they first unveiled this and said, hey, we're going to be uh, sprinkling this in at some points in the season. That's when people uh, reacted to it in the first place. I felt like that re- uh, reaction was more positive than what we experienced last night. Everybody was hating on it, uh, calling it like the French flag and stuff like that. I was like, wait, are, are you sure you know what you're talking about when you're hating on it like this? I, I liked it. I thought it was a cool addition.
0: Go back to uh, just all you have to do is this. Just Google 1976 Dallas Cowboys and you'll see a bunch of pictures of Roger Staubach wearing that helmet the whole season. It's not like this was a brand new, um, you know, novel idea that they just came up with out of out of the sky. This was a helmet that they wore uh, back almost, uh, you know, 40 years ago. They brought it back uh, for, for, for this game. And I mean, I don't have a problem with it. To me, it's a tribute to what they wore in 76. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Teams do that all the time. They always find little uh, ways to wear uh, those those throwback helmets.
1: I'm a fan of it. I'm looking at this 1976 photo. I like it a lot. Uh, Roger Staubach. I mean, man, this guy, he could kill it back then. He's still killing it now with uh, the way he was, he was slinging it uh, back in 76.
0: Problem is people that are hating on it have no idea that they wore this years ago, and that was the cool concept of bringing it back this season.
1: I had no I th- clue myself, nope. Steve. Yeah. So you're, you're telling me something new here today. So th- that's really cool that they're playing homage to their uh, previous 70s teams. All right, let's get back to the phones. Gator
0: Richard is next up. Oh, we lost Gator Richard? Really? All right. Well, go Gators. Appreciate you trying, Gator Richard. Thanks for the call. 505-6009. That is our telephone number as we continue here on the program. 505-6009 here on Sports Talk. Uh, By the way, you know, we thought it was going to be Duke and uh, UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Do we look at Pitt as an upgrade over Duke? Since I believe they beat him in the head-to-head matchup this year.
1: I do personally, Steve. They were second in the ACC Coastal. I think uh, Pitt, with Coach Narduzzi, is uh, pr- you know very, very productive year after year, and they've won four straight in November. So you're talking about a team that's had recent success as of late. Uh, you know, I don't even care about their quarterback hitting the portal. I think the Panthers are a team that's going to be uh, a really, really, uh, a real interesting treat for a lot of fans to watch here for the Sun Bowl.
0: Yeah, I am, too. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. There's so many quarterbacks right now. How do you pronounce the the, uh, the kid from Clemson, DJ's last name? Yeah, Uya yeah, Ungalale.
1: Where's the N? It's ooey, uh. I've heard it, like, just a million times. That's why. That's the only reason.
0: All right. Well, look, the point is you got uh, Yurkovic, who just committed to Pitt, Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech, Devin Leary from North Carolina State, Brandon Armstrong from Virginia, and uh, DJ from Clemson, all in the portal. Can you believe that, man? One—that's what. One, two, three, four, five, six ACC starting quarterbacks
1: in the portal. Wow, that really tells you a lot. I mean, I just don't get it—the fact that it's just day one. Like, why do you? Why is there such a rush to get into the portal right now versus wait after the bowl game? Honor your commitment. Finish the actual season before you hit the portal.
0: 100%. 27 past. Orley's next as Sports Talk continues. 505-6009. What's up, Orley? Hey, what's going on? You are, man. Well,
3: uh, tough break for the 49ers. Uh, but that's what you get with Jimmy G. He, he is injury prone. And uh, that's one yep. of the reasons. Uh, I think they still have a, a, a good team. I think their defense is the best in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. They've kept them in every ball game. Um, how much are we gonna lose? We're averaging sixteen points a game. So we're not gonna lose much on offense. I think if he if Purdy can just manage the game. Yep. He's got enough weapons around him. The defense is gonna have to hold up. I think we're still we're still gonna be in there. I don't think we're better than the Eagles. I don't think anybody's better than the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the best team out there. What they did to Tennessee yesterday was impressive.
0: Yeah, I know. And they're it's to be tough to
3: go into Philadelphia.
0: Yep, um, Eagles are a scary team. There is no doubt about team that. Team.
3: And they've got they've got the quarterback. Yeah, they do. And they've got a coach. And you guys look at the teams that are left. 49ers, yeah, they don't have the quarterback. Got the coaching. You got the Cowboys. You don't know what you're going to get with the with the coach, and you don't know what right. you're going to get
1: with Dak. He's inconsistent.
3: That's true. Um. But let's go with my hats off to New Mexico State There and Demario and Mocha. Got to give the guy all the props. As a UTEP fan, um, yes, it's uh, disheartening to see a team that has less avenues than UTEP does, one-year coach, and already goes to a bowl game. Yep. I mean, it's amazing what their athletic can do with less budget. Um. Marty always knows how to pick a coach. Um like I said, it's my hat's off to him and I just don't know. We had a coach here for five years, had one winning record. You can't tell me he had getting that much to go on just like New Mexico State didn't have that much to go when he first got here. So it's 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 heartbreaking, but I'm happy for New Mexico State. Uh, it's hard to say that. I got a brother in law. I know he's gonna call me because he's probably listening right now. But um yeah, it's uh, uh, they got a good game. Look at the bowl they're going. They're getting a million dollar payout. We go to New Mexico Bowl. What do we get? Seven fifty.
0: Yeah, they're going to be uh, they're they're getting they're getting a little money. That's for sure. Mario is going to be happy when it's all said and done.
3: Oh yeah, and, and then and as far as the Sun Bowl, great pickup, great pickup. Congratulations to Bernie and the, and the guys.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
3: Pitt and UCLA. You couldn't ask for a better matchup. Um,
0: Especially from a TV market standpoint. I mean, UCLA turns on TV sets on the West Coast. Pitt will turn on TV sets on the East Coast. So you've got really what CBS loves is the ultimate matchup and really two of the better teams uh, in each league, for sure.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun. Should be a high-scoring game, God willing. Um, So everything went well except for the broken ankle. But no. without you no know, life goes on, and next guy up, yeah, we just gotta hope this guy Purdy can do it. I think defensively they'll right. keep us in every ball game.
0: I think so. Just be a game manager, as you said. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. All right, Orly, appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Bottom of the hour, sports talk continues. More of your calls right after Adrian and this sports center update. Five six zero zero nine. That is our telephone number. As we continue here on Sports Talk Live from Border City El House, getting you ready for uh, New Orleans and Tampa coming up in a couple hours, and we'll be here till 7 o'clock with you on the show. Man, you know, where do we start as far as all of these topics? I mean, when you're going for a bowl, you cannot worry about who's going to play and who's not going to play. Because the truth is you don't know for sure until uh, it happens. And like I said earlier, it's happened to so many different people, Adrian. That's what makes it so difficult right now is this same story we're talking about with Pitt and Slovis has happened to about four or five other teams just today alone when it comes to the portal.
1: You're exactly right, and it's a yearly thing. It's uh, It happens around this time of year, right before the bowl season actually hits. Uh, even for teams who are playing in the college football playoff, uh, it happens to those kinds of teams as well, where you have yep. players who are kind of looming in, on the outside. Alabama was competing uh, to try to continue to go to the college football playoff all the way up until the past couple weekends, and they had a few of their players heading into the portal. So it's just crazy to me how early guys enter the transfer portal process, and how early they are and quick they are to abandon their team before the season's over how about also
0: um since we were just talking to nmsu with uh victor a moment ago how about the story jason groves broke two hours ago that mike peak has been suspended indefinitely from their basketball team and as Jason reported, university and state police investigations currently ongoing regarding the events that led up to that shooting in Albuquerque. So there you go. You were kind of wondering what was going to happen there. Um, you know, you find out, even though uh, Mocha could not comment on uh, Peak's status as a student, he did say that Mike is indefinitely suspended from the program pending the university process and current
1: ongoing investigation. Now this is real interesting as far as the timeline of this, right, Steve? Because uh, remember, the shooting that happened was back on November nineteenth. Peak, to our knowledge, was still on the team. Uh, you know, in the subsequent weeks as the investigations were pending. So one of the things that I found very interesting is in the we started hearing on social media, I guess after the post game from uh, the Aggies and UTEP in the game, we heard that some of the New Mexico State players were contacted by Mike Peak. Uh, you know, in kind of support. Of their game at that point, maybe at halftime. I, I don't know if it was after the game, whatever it may have been. Uh, and I wonder, you know, if if it was kind of a decision by the New Mexico State side of things to just kind of you know break uh, peace right now between Peak and everybody on that team, and just say, hey, everybody goes their separate ways. Uh, they have to do this due to all the investigations that are over the team, or or what led to the decision? Uh, you know, as far as the timing um, of well, suspending him today. Well, maybe, maybe. They didn't want to announce this while the guy was in a hospital recovering from
0: gunshot from a, the gunshot wounds. You know, maybe Very they decided true, yeah. that we're not going to suddenly say while he's there that he's been suspended indefinitely. Let's let's um, you know give him a chance to recover, hopefully get out of the hospital, and then we'll announce it uh, here uh, at at a later date, which is what now two weeks after the incident took place. So maybe that's the story more than anything else. They just didn't want to. Uh, suddenly say he was suspended within days of what happened because the guy was in the hospital. Uh, going through different uh, medical procedures after getting shot.
1: Now, if that's the case, then it would just go back to, uh, I, I mean, I would say that's going back to Mario Mocha as just being somebody who's going to ride or die with his guys. He's somebody who's going to stand up for his players and coaches and not going to make any kind of announcements while somebody's literally fighting for their lives. So in, in that case, I completely understand if that's the reason why this this took a little while for them to announce. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Um, 505-6009, that is our telephone number as we continue here on Sports Talk. So uh, between peak uh, suspended indefinitely, the Aggies going to Detroit. And more than anything else, um, look at this. I mean, listen, we could talk all we want about UTEP's disappointing 5-7 and seven season with all their projections, but New Mexico State, you know, nobody thought they had lost Five of their first six, okay? Five of their first six. Adrian, they lost to Nevada, Minnesota, UTEP, Wisconsin, and FIU. They had beaten Hawaii, and what they did over the last, uh, you know, six weeks was beat New Mexico. The San Jose State game was postponed, beat UMass, beat Lamar, lose to Missouri, beat Liberty, and then they destroyed Valpo. And, again, um, of all their wins – the game that was by far the most impressive is going to Liberty and hanging 49 on, on that, that team and beating Hugh Freeze and company 49-14. Let's be honest. Uh, that is the win that just stands out, and this uh, was supposed to be a rebuilding year for Jerry Kill. But when you can take a rebuilding team and go to a bowl, that's a pretty, uh, that, that's a pretty nice luxury to have.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely. And, and when you know what kind of roster Jerry Kill had to work with, that's what makes this even more impressive. I, I just think the job that he's done over there with NMSU has been outstanding. The fact that they're going into this bowl game against a team that, hey, why not? Why can't they go out and beat Bowling Green out of the Mac? Why can't they go out and, and show what they could do at the quick lane bowl? I, I feel like for the Aggies, they have nothing to lose. Uh, Diego, uh, their quarterback right yep, now, is, Pavia. Is, Pavia is playing outstanding. He's uh, just killing it over the past couple weeks. Love the numbers that we saw pop out from this weekend I'll get, albeit it was against Valpo but still, I mean, uh, you're getting their, your quarterback playing uh, as, as best as he's has all year long and this team is playing the best it's had all year long. This is the best position for this team right now.
0: Absolutely right. Absolutely. Alright, uh, 39 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. 505 6009 as we get through Uh, A busy Monday. Still to come. Comments made by Jim Center today that went national thanks to a CBS Sports columnist who tweeted it out earlier this afternoon. And what happened afterwards? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Team USA. And should the men's national team find a new coach and new manager? We can bring that up, get your discussion on that, and uh, also talk about the uh, week of uh, college football and how one team loses a championship game and stays in the top four, and another team loses and is out of the top four. Did the college football playoff committee get it right? So many topics to discuss. Cowboys keep rolling our week in the NFL, and all the baseball news you can handle, especially with the Mets, and uh, handing out that uh, two-year deal today to Justin Verlander after losing Jake Degrom what the Phillies did today with that monster contract to Trey Turner. Oh, it doesn't stop, folks. We got enough topics to last us all week, but we'll get through Monday as Sports Talk continues live from Border City El House right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. 48 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That is 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. If you would like to get in, we'd love to talk to you. So many topics to get to. Uh, You just tell us where you want to start, and uh, we'll go from there. So, coming up in our 5 o'clock hour, we will get into the comments made uh, earlier today by uh, UTEP uh, Director of Athletics Jim Center that caused him to tweet out a clarification. Also, in uh, fun news, tomorrow on the show at 5 o'clock, uh, Calais Griffin's going to join us from Shredskins. What a treat that was, Adrian. An opportunity to watch that show over the weekend and uh, see it Friday night. And so excited for Kalei that he's got Mark Cuban on board now as his partner.
1: Yeah, it feels like everybody was rooting for Kalei Griffin Friday night. Uh, He had an awesome watch party over the weekend, which was so cool to see all his closest family and friends uh, out there in the Dallas area. And they got to just celebrate what an awesome accomplishment it was for not just uh, making it on Shark Tank, but actually getting the support uh, behind one of the uh, best business moguls out there and Mark Cuban. So I just love this. I love this for so many reasons. Reasons, and the fact that he's a UTep alumni doing it at this level is such a cool thing to see.
0: No, I agree with that. I agree, and and you know what? He's already worked a sponsorship deal with Van Wagner. Did that last year. I know he's trying to uh, see if uh, the UTep football program will, uh, you know, if they'll if they'll want to wear the the Shred Skins as part of their workout plan. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, Adrian: um, happy because I think this business could explode. And hopefully Calais, as he uh, gets better and better with uh, with his company, can find himself in a position to where he feels good about the university to where uh, you know if and when he does make it very big he'll have an opportunity to uh to be part of the university's football family for uh, having a chance to play here uh, three years.
1: Yeah, and I think that uh, UTEP has done a, a good job. Some of the players have done a great job of maintaining a relationship with Kalei. Uh, I know Praza Mayhule is a Shredskins athlete and posts regularly about Shredskins, which is really cool. So, you know, um, a UTEP defensive player like Kalei Griffin has a lot of, uh, you know, he's top of mind when it comes to some of the defensive players over there at UTEP, and he has a great relationship with those guys, which is good to see. You want to see the those relationships maintain it and continue, uh, you know, as as his business continues.
0: So there are certain Shredskins
1: athletes, as we call them. That's right, yeah. There are um, athletes out there who like endorse Shredskins uh, and and you know praise Mayhule is one of them. Uh, I know that Clay Griffin has some MMA athletes out there who also endorse uh, Shredskins as well.
0: That's cool. That's very very cool.
1: Well, and my my one question
0: will be: Could we eventually see? Calais do NIL deals um, with college athletes here at UTEP for Shredskins?
1: I could see that 100%, whether it's like a, a promo code and you know the players get a portion of all the sales that they get or if it's just directly using some of those UTEP players in some of his media materials, his marketing uh, videos that he's making and stuff like that. I could see it uh, work in both ways. I could definitely see collaboration between Shredskins and NIL dollars when it comes to UTEP. Well, he said on um,
0: on Shark Tank, he did talk about you know how he played at UTEP. That was part of it, and it was emotional, and you can tell. And I mean, um, if anybody watched the episode Friday night, I thought Calais uh, came across about as good as I've ever seen anybody
1: on that show. Oh, I do too. Uh, He just was so well-spoken, but also just more than that, he was so passionate for his business, passionate to leave something, leave a legacy for his son.